If you're anything like me, you really need a good system in order to get you through some of the most uncomfortable, really clunky parts of your personality, things that you struggle with, things that are not your strength. And for me, that comes down to some really hardcore parts of my business. And as you know, we talk a lot about home management systems, time and task management systems for work from home moms. And so every now and then here on the podcast, I love to sprinkle in some systems for your business. And today we have an incredible special guest that I know for a fact I wish that I would have encountered very, very, very early on in my journey towards creating a brand, creating a business when I wasn't entirely certain if I even had a brand or had a business. I wish I would have heard this podcast episode then. Inside of today's episode, I'm talking with an incredible attorney that is the creator of own your brand. Her name is Lauren and you're going to get to learn so much about her. She's a mom. She's a work from home mom. She's been an attorney forever. And basically, here's the deal. If you are even thinking about creating a business or a brand, or you've had one for a really long time or you're somewhere in between, this podcast episode with Lauren is going to blow your mind. She really truly teaches you how to build your business on a solid legal foundation. And it's not scary. Like this stuff terrifies me, you guys. And having this conversation with her literally made me understand what a trademark is, how I should go about getting one, when I should go about getting one. And you're going to get to learn all about that too. I'm so excited to bring on a guest. This is this is a system that I need. This is a system that I need so badly that I wish I would have had a long time ago. And so I'm bringing in the expert herself. She's been featured on so many incredible podcasts. I'm really excited to have her here. You guys are going to walk away with a real understanding and a sense of what you need to do next. I hope you have a pen and paper ready because I literally have pages of notes. I'm looking forward to playing this episode back and listening to it right along with you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's extra special episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. We have a really fun guest on the show today. And although we won't be talking specifically about a system for your home, we will be talking about some really important details and information regarding your businesses, wherever you're at on the spectrum of wanting to start one, already started one years ago, or just started one six months ago. So Lauren, welcome to the Systemize Your Life podcast. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like systems are like, so my jam, um, like in life, in business, my poor husband, 
um, I don't know how he puts up with me because I feel like I'm always like looking for a more streamlined way to do both life and business. Um, and it's just like an evolutionary thing on like a, on a regular basis. Yeah. So this, I'm so excited. Yeah. My life too. My poor husband. I'm like, no, this week we're putting the forks on this side of the dishwasher. And he's like, wait, what? No, it's really not that bad, but kind of some days tell us about you. What do you do? How many kiddos do you have? What does life look like? What are all the things that you juggle? Yeah. So I am, I guess by partial day, um, I'm really just part-time in my business at the moment. Um, and really I say in the moment, but I'm like, I'm not going back. Um, I work 20 hours a week as a small business attorney and I was in corporate law for years, but decided to start my own firm, um, about four years ago, uh, four and a half years ago. And it's been incredible. I have a team that really makes it all go as well, but I was a solo for many years and had to figure out what the systems looked like to be a solo and to kind of wear all the hats. And now I have to look at, you know, what it looks like to be in a more managerial role and have systems that really support a whole team um, because those things, you know, change over time. So I was like eight months pregnant changing our systems um, last year. I now have a seven month old um, and I started the firm actually when my husband and I were now we're dating. We're now married. We now have a seven month old and we're talking about kid number two on the way. And so I feel like I've got this like timeline in my head. I'm like, okay, I've got to get things like re-geared up for like kid number two. So I feel like, you know, that, that journey really never ends. Yeah, it does not. And the seasons always change, whether it be in business or as a mom and even in our marriages, I feel like that's something that we're exploring and seeing now in our sixth year of marriage. Like it's so different as time goes. But one of the things that I do want to talk about is just what you, your expertise and what you can do for us business owners when it comes to really helping us have a solid foundation legally as we kind of move into exploring what it looks like to even just have our own brand, even if it's not our own business. And what are the differences between those two things? And when does it really matter? And when is it the right time to trademark? And like all these questions that so many people have, pick your favorite one to talk about. I'm sure you could talk about all those things as much as you want, <laughs> but I'd love to hear you speak to, to all of that a little bit. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's so funny that, you know, I talk about these stuff all, all, all day long and I feel like I could just, I could literally go on, but I'm really not a person that subscribes to like the fear tactics. I really like to approach the foundational items of your business, especially when we're talking about the legal side, but I think this applies to all foundational items of your business, you know, from the approach of mindset. So they're one of my favorite stats is that companies that trademark their brand in the first year of doing business earn three times as much revenue in the first five years compared to businesses that don't. And I, I, of course, I know that there are revenue opportunities that come with licensing your brand when you have a registered trademark and copyrights and all of those kind of the hard and fast tangible side of monetizing your brand, being able to protect your brand from, you know, consumer confusion is huge. So you're not, you know, so closely you know, positioned to a confusingly similar brand that people aren't sure who offers the good and service and maybe ends up at the competitor. I see that happen all the time. 
But I honestly think a big chunk, let's call it 50% of that is actually mindset. The type of founder that is going to be thinking about owning their brand from the very beginning is the type of owner that is fundamentally investing in the longer long shot vision of their business. They're, they're thinking about, you know, for not all of us, do we anticipate selling our business? But they're thinking about the exit. They're thinking about the succession plan. Are they going to give this business to somebody else? And a, a kid, you know, we see that sometimes that, you know, oh, one day I hope my kid takes this over and maybe the kid never does, but you know, maybe it's just, it's just your career. It's this business is meant to, to last for the length of your career, but you want to feel really grounded in it. Um, all of those are reasons to trademark. And I'll give you guys some like line of sight. I wish I could give you like the full, the full deets, but I'm currently launching another business right now. And to give you the behind the scenes of like what I do, I, of course, am guilty of looking up the Instagram handle and the domain and playing with names and seeing what feels right. But then the next thing I do is actually have our team do a comprehensive trademark search. And so what that's doing is that seeing, okay, I've got this name that I'm thinking of. It's catchy. It's got all the right elements that I'm liking. I found an Instagram handle. I found a domain name with a .com, you know, all of those, you know, kind of the buzzy things, right? The sexy things to think about. And then the next thing we do is this comprehensive search. What we can do is we run a software. We do a deep search and we get, I mean, I can't even tell you how many hits my, my team gets when they run these. And some are worthwhile and some of them aren't even worth talking about. Um, and we go through them and we look at where existing trademarks or pending trademarks are positioned, how they're positioned in, you know, the similar industry, how they're, how they're classified, how, you know, broad or narrowly they're described. And we come up with a really, you know, targeted strategy on how we would put together an application. And I'll be completely honest. I probably had one, two, probably four other names that I was thinking our, our new business was going to be named before we landed on the one that we are, are going to actually run with. And it's because honestly, it wasn't the .com. It wasn't the Instagram handle that derailed us. It was the ability for us to own our brand with a registered trademark. And, you know, you'd be surprised, not that it means that there was necessarily direct competitors in this space with that name. What it means is that there was, you know, out, you know, in, in the larger industry, there was names that were confusingly similar. That is the standard that the USPTO uses is confusingly similar. So if you're playing with this on your own and before you want to hire an attorney, you want to do some due diligence, the things that I would think about, yes, go ahead, look for the Instagram handle, look for the .com, but also go to the USPTO.gov website and run a basic name search. Now, I want you encourage you to kind of play with it. So for example, something that sounds the same, but spelled differently would still be considered confusingly similar. So if your name is a play on words, consider doing the more traditional spelling and thinking about some of those opposite versions, because it's not only if there's a direct hit, it's translation and sounds similar. Um, that are things I want to encourage people to play with. So oftentimes we know something's a plan words or we know is a translation. Do a search for those words as well. And that's going to give you some grounding as to the results that you're going to see. Um, and if it's a really great phrase that you're like, there, this, there's no way 
I actually still want to encourage you to look it up because I've had so many clients come to me with a really like killer phrase and they're like, there's just no way. And we look it up and we're like, no, like in your industry, this is totally open. So I want to encourage you to like consider investing and, and, and realize that is the, though the space is getting tighter and it's getting harder to trademark because there's so many people out there that have realized the power of a trademark. There's also a lot of open space to be had. And it's, it's something that I really do believe is worthy in investing. in. Yeah. I have a page full of notes. So <laughs> buckle up. We're about to ask all the questions. Let's dive in. <laughs> let's, let's figure this out. Okay. Where is the best place for me to untangle this mess of notes? Let's just start with why does it benefit somebody to have a trademark and what does a trademark do for them? Say in their first one to two years of business. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason that we go on and get a registered trademark is A, number one, make sure that you're not founding your company on borrowed land that you aren't actually, you know, creating all this goodwill, this marketing, spending money on messaging, investing in, you know, developing brand recognition on a name that won't be yours in the long run. Because I, I often want you to kind of think about what are the, the monetary and energetic investments in the branding and where your business will be in six months. It takes about six months to hear from the USPTO from the point of filing. So ask yourself, how much time, money, effort, am I going to be investing in this business in the next six months? If you plan on, you know, spending money on logo suites and a brand website and, a, you know, several pieces, I would say the insurance plan of that is, is having a registered trademark. We do a comprehensive trademark search in the first two weeks, which allows you to make an informed decision, allows us to put together the most strategic application possible so that you know you have some line of sight into how things are going to go over the next six months. And you can decide accordingly how, how to invest in that. Um, the reason that we do a registered trademark and we don't just say, well, let's just grab the Instagram handle and, and run with it. If someone were to come in and do an, you know, to come in with a registered trademark, they could take your Instagram handle away. Instagram cannot allow somebody to infringe on another person's trademark. So you actually, a lot of ways that our clients reach, so maybe at first they can't get the Instagram handle. A lot of ways they actually grab the Instagram handle is once the registered trademark goes through. Um, so that's a strategy to kind of secure the social assets and the branding assets um, to identify your brand. Um, also, the biggest piece is really the constructive notice. Constructive notice means essentially if you had a brand that I didn't know existed and I came up with the same brand in the same industry and started launching and you wrote to me, Hey, Lauren, you are infringing on my brand. Didn't know if you, you know, you didn't know, maybe you didn't know that I existed, but you know, Hey, you're infringing. You, I'd say like, well, I didn't know. And, you know, I think I actually started before you. And there's this very like kind of muddy water of what, kind of rights you have to actually enforce it. For example, if I was an Etsy shop or on Instagram, you wouldn't be able to submit their self-help forms and take my page down or, you know, put any pressure on me because you don't have a registered trademark. You can't prove that I knew and intended to infringe on you. If you have a registered mark, because with a registered mark comes constructive notice, it's basically you, you get to, you know, kind of move past that step. You don't have to prove I knew you existed. You just say, hey, Lauren, 
here's my registered trademark. And I'm actually going to need you to stop using my brand name because it's confusingly similar to consumers. And if I'm like, yeah, well, I really, I really don't care. You go, okay, well, that's really unfortunate, but I'm going to have to notify Etsy, Shopify, Instagram, um, and and notify them of, of your infringement. And we have a lot of success for our clients in getting posts on Instagram taken away. Um, Etsy shops, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, if sometimes it's a use of a trademark on a product, um, we can get that take, we get the actual product taken down. If they're a repeat offender, they will actually close the shop down. Um, Shopify will do the same thing for copyright and trademark infringement. So all of those, those businesses have an obligation to uphold everyone's intellectual property rights. And they have in their community standards that they don't allow infringement to happen. So by having a registered trademark, you skip the step of proving anyone new and you just say, here it is. And that gives you a lot of enforcement rights. And by default, that's now protecting that goodwill that you're building and ensuring that consumers know where to go to. Which is all, you know, something all of those things are things that we all want to avoid and we would never want to have happen to us. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of us, you know, stay at home moms that want to be work from home moms. And and this does not go for everyone. And I don't even want to say this about myself, but there was a part of me that was like, Oh, we'll just see where this thing goes. You know, it's just this thing. I don't even know if it's going to stick. And here I am three years in without a trademark, right? Like (laughs) doing my, and I have a fully established brand at this point. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things that I was so excited about having you on the show is because I want, and I didn't even know where to go, like a random Google search. Like mm-hmm. I want to work with another woman that has children that understands why this is important to me. Mm-hmm. That isn't just going to treat me like I'm some random you know, fly by night business doesn't really care about their work. And you don't know until you really connect with someone. And I just wanted everybody that's listening to the show to know that, look, there's like a mom out there in the world that understands (laughs) entrepreneurship and raising babies and doing all of the things. And you genuinely want to help people have a foundation in their business so that, you know, hopefully, you know, God forbid something would ever change. And this is something that is in the works for me this year. That was like literally on my goal sheet for this year. And then this whole connection happened with me and you is to get my stuff trademarked. And, you know, what happens to a person like me that's been, I'm fully established. This is my brand. The systemize your life, everything we are fully established underneath. Yeah, no. And I want to encourage you to give yourself grace because we tend to be very hard on ourselves. I know I am, you know, I feel like I relate so well to my clients because Mm -hmm. I'm doing the same. I'm going through the same thing. I, I've, I have bootstrapped. I made my, my, my now husband move in with me to help me pay the mortgage when I launched my firm. Um, you know, I, I get it. I understand how it feels to take my action to bootstrap, to want it, you know, do things, you know, not put the cart before the horse, you know, all of those phrases that we kind of say to kind of keep ourselves small. But I also want to encourage you, you know, to think about what it would look like if you invest in yourself. 
if we didn't treat our business like a lemonade stand instead said, no, really, this is a, this is a real business and we're going to move forward with it. Um, but give yourself grace. I have done that before. I will be completely honest. The first name of my podcast, um, I was like, I love it. It was my 2020 COVID, you know, quarantine project launched it after I launched it. I was like, let's trademark it. Couldn't trademark it. Was it was not going to go through, and so we rebranded, and you know we kind of rebranded really quickly and messy to the Lauren Boyd Show, and it's never been something that I loved, but we did it kind of on the fly, did it quick, um, and now we've really with intention came up with a new brand that we're going to be launching here soon for the podcast, and I'm trademarking the podcast, and I got the domain name this yeah. time, and I really you know I really put some intention behind it because I learned a lesson too, you know. Two years ago, I just, I did a quick search. I was like, you know, yeah, yeah, I think this is good. You know, it's just the podcast. But from that, from just the podcast, right? We forget sometimes our podcast is the start of a really beautiful business. You know, that, that, that piece of me, that personal brand side that I was trying to create actually started to turn into more and it was something I couldn't trademark. Um, and so I had to kind of backpedal and rebrand and, you know, it takes time, money, energy to do all of those things. So, I mean, I definitely get it, but give yourself grace. You may have good news on the other end of a comprehensive search, but what I don't want for you is to get a cease and desist letter from someone one day. I would rather you have the time and the space to decide about a rebrand as opposed to just continue with the concept of ignorance is bliss um, and get a cease and desist letter one day because I've been on the other side of those phone calls and they're heartbreaking. I'm always, I've always been very attached to the, my branding elements. I've oftentimes, you know, come up with them myself. It's, you know, I've come up with my logo. I'm sure some marketing person is probably cringing at that. Um, but you know, for me, it was, it's always been such a personal thing. It's been something that I've always wanted to feel really good. So I understand having a personal connection to your branding and your brand and your slogans and, and those things. Well, I want to encourage you to really own those. Like when we started using own your brand for a trademark, because we found that that's what was resonating with people. I trademarked it. I've trademarked guide my business and we are in the process of trademarking my sister business. Um, and we'll probably be trademarking the, the new podcast name because I really do. I want to show people that, you know, I practice what I preach. I believe in owning your intellectual property rights. Because at the end of the day, that's really what we all walk away with. Even if you create a product, you're like, well, no, I sell a product. Yeah, but people show up at your door because of the brand name and they remember the brand name and it better be set apart from somebody else. So I want to encourage you, like I'm practicing what I'm preaching, but think about really at the end of the day, our, 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 our name, our goodwill, our intellectual property, those very intangible assets are probably the most valuable assets that we have next to, of course, our time. Yeah. So we'll have some chatting to do offline <laughs> later. Of course. <laughs> but it's this thought of preparedness. And we talk about that so much. Like mm. that's how you create a system is by sitting long enough to analyze your data, whether it be data that you collect when you're transitioning from your AM routine to your, from your morning routine to your AM routine or from your work block into your PM routine, right? I'm constantly telling all of my listeners, like, look at your data, analyze it. Let's seriously sit and create something 
that helps you be prepared for tomorrow. And so when I'm sitting here listening to you say all of this and the investment piece of it, I think truly what holds so many people back in the beginning with their startups is they just don't have any money. A lot of people, it's so easy to grab an Instagram handle and say, Hey, I've got a thing, you know, but obviously looking back now, I had no idea that this would be what this is. I think most people, I've got a lot of podcast listeners. I mean, a lot of podcast hosts that are listeners of this show and blogs and YouTube channels Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you have no idea where that's going to go. And to be able to say, it doesn't matter where it goes. I'm set is a really, really awesome feeling. So just like really quickly tell us for somebody that does not have like they're super startup. They're trying to scrap money to get their Wix website DIY put together and enough money to subscribe to Podbean to host their show, right? Like, yeah. How do they make the next step to connect with you? And what makes your services more affordable and quicker? And like, what is it that makes working with you so special for somebody that is either just starting? or maybe has had a couple years in and wants to make sure that they have their stuff trademarked. Yeah. So the trademark process is really like a year long process. So I really do believe in finding someone that you, you feel like a connection with, that you have a relationship with. We've been a very much relationship based firm. And I think that's so important because I've actually had people, there's, there's different insights into you know, whether you can trademark certain phrases and names, and there's some kind of general bright line rules that we know about. And I've had people come to me and they go, so this is the name of my business. And it's merely descriptive, merely descriptive means if I wanted to, if my firm name was the law firm, a business law firm, right? Something like that. um, That would be merely descriptive. They'd be like, great. Your name is exactly what you do. Um, oftentimes we see that with like photography business, Lauren Boyd photography. No one wants me to take their photos. I think I'm a pretty good iPhone photographer for my daughter, but, um, no one actually wants to pay me for that. So anyway, those are all examples of what would be said to be merely descriptive. You can't trademark those. And if you go to like a legal zoom, Mm. it's going to take your money And then it's going to kick back six months later and be like, oh, sorry, we couldn't trademark that. And guess what? There's not going to be any refunds. Government doesn't give any refunds. And I bet you LegalZoom doesn't give refunds either. (laughs) Now, not to say that we give refunds if it doesn't work out. What we do is give you the power of information. So within two weeks of you signing up to work with us, we give you a comprehensive search of not only the registered and pending marks that are problems, we will give you, we'll flag blogs. We'll flag, you know, um, Facebook pages, business listings, and say, these are common law uses that we may or may not be concerned about. And here's why. And we'll talk to you about the strategy of the way the registered marks are currently sitting and how they're described and how we could carve out a space for you and what that strategy looks like so that you can make a really informed decision. Because like I said, we won't hear back from the USPTO for six months. And oftentimes, you know, we're going to be continuing to make investments in our business and our brand over the next six months. And I want you to have the best information possible so that you feel comfortable, you know, doing what you need to do for the next six months. 
as we hear back from them. And oftentimes what happens is someone who does file on their own, they'll file on their own, maybe in the wrong class, or they'll file on their own, um, you know, not knowing some of these bright line rules and you don't get your money back. Or they finally do a pretty good job and they get an office action, which is like reads like a ton of legal verbiage and they go, oh my God, I got an office action, now what? And so then they may have to come to us and you know, kind of pick up in the middle. So a lot of this time and effort can be avoided if you hire an expert and it does not have to be our firm. But, you know, of course, I'm a, I'm a little biased. I think our firm, you know, does a really excellent job. And, you know, I'm very, very specific on how we deliver things. And we've got a system in place. And, you know, we really treat you like a person and understand you like a business owner. And so we'll start working with you. We'll give you advice. We, you start, we start kind of working on the project and then we have a call and we talk about it. And we come up with a strategy and then we file everything and communicate with the USPTO on your behalf. That's a lot of time and effort. And we do either four payments of 525 or one payment of 1950. And I understand like as a business owner that sometimes those numbers can feel really scary. Yeah. But when I look at the cost of rebranding, my biggest, my biggest expenses over time have always been marketing and all of the effort I have put into brand recognition. And I can tell you wholeheartedly, none of them have been as inexpensive as our services for trademarking and that level of ownership of owning your brand is something that you can't replace if at one point you don't want to do this anymore and someone goes but i love your brand name can i license it from you you can earn that money back easily like and and some if you have a really incredible brand that you want to enroll more people in the vision you can license it earn that money back the amount of preventing other people from coming launching under this using the same brand and just thinking you can't do anything about it, you can earn the money back in the customers that won't go to the wrong place. These are all investments that I really do believe pay off. I subscribe to the thought of like, don't insure what you can't afford to, don't insure what you can afford to replace. Not sure who said it. It wasn't me. I wish I came up with it. Um, but I think a trademark is one of those things. You can't afford to replace your brand. The brand recognition and the goodwill and the investments that you, you know, are putting into your business, we really can't afford to replace. And energetically, they take a lot of time to land on another one that you like as much. Oh, yeah. um, so I really do believe that's one of those things that you do need. There's a lot of things that I'll say, take maxi action, do, you know, you know, kind of just jump in, test it before you invest. But when it comes to a brand name, I, I really do believe that a podcast that is a brand, you know, a blog, that is a brand. That is all, those are all a business. And I really want to encourage people not to sell themselves short. Yeah. I think people's biggest fear is just spending the money on something that they don't feel really settled on, you know, yeah. and, and they want to test it out and see. I think a lot of people don't know what their thing is. They don't know what they're really mm -hmm. doing. They just like this idea of being an entrepreneur. And then because that's where I started. It was like, oh, well, I think it's, and then all of a sudden now it's this thing. And I think there's probably a fine line between, I'm not certain if this is my brand name. I think I'm going to play mm -hmm. with it to this is my brand and I'm doing the thing. And to think now, like I'm clearly in that space. If I right. thought about not being able to have this brand anymore, $2,000 is far. I mean, 
I can't, it's, it's really, there's no price point you could put on it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no price point you can put on someone's brand when they've really created a brand out of something and not just, Oh, Hey, I'm going to smack a name on it. I think there's a big difference between Mm -hmm. where someone is and their journey and when that might be for them, because I feel like at any moment, yeah, I could probably part with this. It's not, I mean, I, I like it and I love it, but you're not fully invested with your heart into that thing maybe that isn't the moment for you to trademark. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I, yeah. And so it's nice to hear you, to hear you say that, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. not in that camp anymore. And I think there's a lot of women that aren't in that camp and they just didn't know mm-hmm. what Google search response to like click on and find somebody. And, you know, I would want to be sitting across the table, whether it be mm-hmm. zoom with whoever it was, if I did have to encounter bad news that understands how heartbreaking that moment is Absolutely. to help me guide, to guide me and help me through that process. And I'd also want to be with somebody that understands the celebration of it. So I'm so glad to have you here. Tell people where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Of course. Well, the easiest place, honestly, is um, on Instagram at the Lauren Boyd. You'll find links to our firm's Instagram page. It's really an excellent link to our resources. We have a podcast, like I said, is going through rebranding because I want to trademark my podcast this time around. (laughs) Um, And so it's going through rebranding, which we'll be announcing soon. Um, But really, that's going to be the link to the resources. Listen to some of our podcasts on the strongest types of marks. Listen to some of that info. We have really short, kind of very informational podcast episodes a lot around the trademark, copyright, owning your IP. And that would be really helpful for your listeners to kind of get up, like get their feet wet a little bit more and feel more comfortable investing. Um, but you can find info also, a lot of our info is kind of repurposed onto our Instagram account as infographics and Instagram posts. So you can kind of read through those. I think it would be really helpful. Um, and you love systems. So I'm just going to be completely honest with your listeners. It's going to drip out twice a week without fail through the end of the year because I needed to repurpose our content and I wanted to focus on my little girl this year. So that content without fail will be there. Um, But I'm not doing it every day because I don't have the time. Um, And so just know that I understand that, you know, you're everyone's pressed for time and they want to put their effort you know, on the things that pay off. And for me right now, it's spending time with my little one. And, and when I'm in work being really in work and when I'm not, not thinking about whether or not an Instagram post went out. Um, so that's a great way to connect with me. You can check out cute pictures. I'll be honest, lots of baby pictures on my Instagram Mm -hmm. these days. Um, but you know, hopefully that makes you feel like you can really get to know me as a person. Um, and I think that that's been my favorite thing as a business owner is feeling like I know my clients at a different level and oftentimes the relationships continue for years to come just as friends, even if it's just, you know, via Instagram, it's been really fun to watch their businesses grow, you know, everyone kind of through the different seasons of life and business. Yeah. Well, I'm just so happy to have had this time with you. And I know this information is going to indefinitely help and benefit and bless so many people, including myself. So thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? That wasn't so scary and terrifying. All you have to do is have a system in place. And sometimes the systems that we need are a little bit really foreign to us. And it seems overwhelming and it seems confusing. But just like I teach you about 
creating a home management system so that you can stop being overwhelmed, you can get your bum organized, you can create the time that you need for yourself and for all the other things, including your business. This system is no different. You go straight to the expert, you get their information on something that they do all of the time, and all of a sudden, All of that worry and that stress and that fret just goes away because it's very clear that this is simple when you just have a proven way of doing it. Obviously, I have a lot of work cut out for me. As you can tell, I asked so many questions that I needed to know years ago and I need to know right now. And some of you maybe really, really, really needed to hear this episode. And I truly do hope that you go over and you look at the show notes at the bottom of this episode and you connect with Lauren. Um, because I know that that's what I'm going to be doing. I learned so much from having Lauren on the show and I am definitely eager to know what exactly you learned. If you're over inside of our Facebook group, I would love for you to drop in and say, hey, I listened to your episode with Lauren. I'm just starting my business or I've had my business forever. Do you have a trademark yet? Have you ever been, have you ever even thought of it? Do you feel like you're in a good place to do this with your brand? Or do you feel like you don't even know what your brand would be? Like, where are you at in this whole thing? I would love to know. Drop it over inside of our Facebook group, Systemize Your Life, over on Facebook. And that's all I have for you today, friends. I'm looking forward to meeting you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.